This episode is sponsored by my firm, Falcon Winkler, CPAs and business advisors. We are committed to proactively serving the well-being of our clients to achieve their business goals. We go beyond the numbers to provide personalized service tailored to each client, from outsourced accounting, income tax planning, to retirement services. You can find more information about the firm at www.fw-cpa.com. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito and I am the creator and host of this podcast. I am joined each episode by two fabulous ladies. First, we have Lainey Edelman, our outstanding self-taught podcast producer. And I'm also joined by Kate Cook, our very enthusiastic unpaid co-host. All right, guys, back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies. And before we introduce this guest, I do want to let our listeners know that for this particular episode, our fabulous free co-host is not available. Some life came up for her. So, Kate, we miss you and we can't wait to have you back. But, Lainey, you look like you're going to say something. Oh, no, I'm just excited. Lainey's <laughs> the best. Lainey has figured everything. When people, when people ask me how to uh, do a podcast, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I know zero about how this works. Anyway, so our guest today, uh, I we actually never met because we've been going to school together. We went to school together from kindergarten through eighth grade. It is Blasia Rivette. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And I think having Blasia on the podcast to me is just a prime example of one of the things I love about Baton Rouge. Yeah. Thanks. Full circle. Full circle. So mm-hmm. I reached out to her. She's doing amazing things with her company, Decision Critical, that we'll talk about in just a minute. And I was like, she's a female business owner, and she started her own business, and I'm just going to reach out to her and see what she says. And I think I was following you before that, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Missy. Oh, were you? I think so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Full but circle. I didn't realize. Anyway. Yes. Yeah, I know. I've really, <laughs> I've just grown up, Blasia. Haven't we all? 41. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's painful some days right. as we were talking about. Yes. So thank you, Blasia, for being here. Thank you. For um, so let's talk about, so clearly born and raised Baton Rouge. Absolutely. All the Baton Rouge connections prior to you opening up your business. Mm-hmm. What were you doing? So I, you know, after St. Thomas More, I went to St. Joseph's and then went to Southeastern for nursing school. Okay. Traditional four-year program, graduated from there and went straight to pediatric cardiology. And I was a pediatric cardiology nurse for about 16 years. I was in management there. I did, um, I was one of the nurse managers um, and I loved my job. I really did. I absolutely loved what I did. I loved being a nurse, but I always felt that burning desire in my heart to own my own business. I just wasn't really sure, you know, which route to go or what I wanted to do. I knew it was something in nursing. So I stayed there on the hamster wheel of life. I call it, you know, clocking in at a certain time, clocking out at a certain time, even though my job was done many days. But I loved my job. I loved the doctors I worked for. I absolutely loved my patients. And so, yeah, I was at pediatric cardiology for 16 years. That's a long time. A long time. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you a stupid question because I don't know anything about the medical profession. Absolutely. So... That, is that a clinic that's treating certain cardiology, I'm going to say disorders, but I don't think that's the right word, yeah. for 
kids. So age. that's exactly okay. what it is. So there's a difference. There's acquired heart disease, which is what you what older people get, and okay. there's congenital heart disease. That means it's usually something that you're born with. Okay. Um, and so we took care of all of the types of heart disease that children are born with. Um, now you do take care of adults because those children that are born with heart disease that carries into adulthood. And okay. so at some point, acquired heart disease meets congenital heart disease as the child grows into a teen and to an adult. Okay. So it's very different. There's several defects. Um, some kids need surgery the first week of life after birth, first couple days of life. And so, yes, it's very different, very different world. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like it could be hard. It was hard. Okay. But, you know, there were there's so many more kids that get better than those who don't. Um, so you kind of just hang on that and the families that you're helping along the way. And being a part of those those journeys. Okay. So, um, I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, and I don't know if he's going to get mad at me, but Patrick, my mm-hmm. husband, actually had open heart surgery when he was in sixth grade. Really? Four. How don't I remember this? I don't remember it either, and I'm married to the guy. I don't remember Patrick, actually, at St. Thomas More. I told him he was a big nerd, and he was like, yeah, you were cool. I'm like, I mean, I was cool. I think we all were. <laughs> we're big nerds, right? I mean, I feel like all so, of us. But... Such an awkward stage. <laughs> right. Like, no. He had, and I'm going to say it, it was like aortic stenosis, maybe, and so he did have to have open heart surgery, and he goes to a cardiologist every couple of years just for EKG and all of those types of things. So that is a congenital birth defect. Okay. Yes. Yes. they, I think they knew. I could be wrong. Yeah, you I probably watched it until there was a certain narrowing, and then they had to open up. Yeah, look at. I got you. Just. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I did not heart. know that. Yeah. Yes. yeah, so he's got a he's got a scar on his yeah. chest. Very long. So scar. funny story about that. And if can I go off on a little tangent? Real quick? Absolutely. We digress. All <laughs> we digress. Time. Okay, I'm going to tell little stories. But um, my youngest son. So you know. Pediatric cardiology, we're doing ultrasounds of the heart, which is called an echocardiogram. Okay. Um, which is basically the same ultrasound that you have when you're pregnant. You look at the baby. Well, we have a fetal clinic at pediatric cardiology, and we're, you know, scanning the fetus's hearts to make sure because sometimes those birth defects are diagnosed in utero. So with my third kid, I'm sitting there looking, and you know, one of my friends, Jackie, and I are, are, are looking at the baby. Well, long story short, my youngest son has two holes in his heart. Okay, and we we learned that is early. This Paxton. One. This is Pearson, the youngest Pearson. one. Okay, Paxton was the one that was very sick though, okay. as a child. That's okay. what you're thinking okay. of. Um, Pearson, thankfully, has two small holes. One closed. One is still open. Should never cause any problems. But it's like when you go searching for things, you find them. Yeah. <laughs> so don't go looking. <laughs> Yeah, just sometimes ignorance is bliss. Exactly, absolutely. Okay. Yes. All right. So you did that for that's. A, I mean, that's a long time mm-hmm. to to be at the same job. So then you had a, this pull to do something else. Yeah. Sounds like it. If I'm going, if I remember correctly, what you had put you, idea was maybe in 2014. Did you work on this on the side? Yes. Like, so, walk us through that process. Absolutely. So I kind of started praying. Honestly, missing. I was just like, you know, God use me to help other women. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but I knew I wanted more. And so I opened the business in 2014. I was really doing like nurse consulting. I was doing some legal nurse consulting and just really whatever was needed as far as a nurse goes. Um, and along that time, I said, okay, if I'm hoping to quit my job soon to be able to go out and do this full time, I have to have something, you know, a bridge. (laughs) I have to have something in between. So I started doing some fitness coaching. Um, and I really did that as a, like, I used that as a platform to build my personal brand, to reach people, establish my name, um, you know, start empowering women and all these things to kind of get my name out there in hopes that Decision Critical would take off one day. And 
honestly, I did that in 2018. I left pediatric cardiology and I, I literally just kind of closed my eyes and jumped. Um, still didn't know what I was going to mm-hmm. do as far as decision critical went. And I did the fitness coaching for a while, nutrition and fitness coaching and kept on doing that until really right before the pandemic. And that's when decision critical just took off. Really? Mm-hmm. So when you say take off, did was that just that people organically had a need or the word just started to, I see, I just want something to take off. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a huge need and I kind of, was it because of the pandemic? It was because of okay. the pandemic. Okay. So the way that I started officially um, was I started, I partnered with a lab and I started doing co- mobile COVID testing. Okay. So oh. all of these LSU games, well, this was even before the LSU game, but I started doing one-off COVID testing. And so People would need a COVID test to go to whatever and or even to see if they're just sick. And I would bring it to them. And each client that I would go and see would be like, can you offer other nursing services like this? And I'm like, hmm, I can, you know, and I got some big partnerships uh, with like some car dealerships and some other places in Baton Rouge. And so we, they were testing their employees because you got to think if they had an employee out for a week or whatever the quarantine was at 14 days yeah. at that time, like they're losing major money. Yes. So they kind of brought me on to do weekly COVID testing or on-demand COVID testing if they had somebody that called in sick. And that's kind of where I was like, a light bulb went off. And I was like, I can do this. Like anything you can do as a nurse in the hospital or in the clinic, you can do outside. It's just nurses are scared. Nurses are scared to take and, and do their job outside and there's no reason to. Yeah. So I, I kind of am revolutionizing the way that healthcare is delivered, honestly. Yeah. I think that's a, I would say a lot of people are scared to do things. Yeah. I mean, you, what you did when you were like, I left pediatric cardiology that's in scary. 2008. I mean, that's scary. That's scary. So because you, know, you just, this is where I become like way too practical because I yeah. think about that and I start to sweat just yeah. a little bit, you know, but you got to pay health insurance 16 years. I mean, it's, it was scary. Yeah. Like, big risk. But I just, you know, I, I was on the like horizon of something more. I mean, I saw the big picture. So, okay. So COVID seemed to, sounds like it helped your business, but I mean, good for you for getting those partnerships with those big companies. Like, I mean, that takes somebody that's an entrepreneur to figure out like, this is how I can do it and make it work because it's a hustler. Yeah. (laughs) You have to, to make it. Well, you do. And then at some point you have to say like, what's a good use of my time? Like I would assume going from like house to house. Yeah, that's okay. But if you can go one place and you can do it in volume, right. I'm all all about efficiencies. Absolutely. Me too. So, um, okay. So then from there, I, I checked out y'all's website and I've looked at y'all's social media because I'm like, I mean, you know, I feel like you offer a, a wide variety of services. Yes, we do. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So like, so you offer traditional nursing. Sounds like if somebody, I think one thing that you guys have been posting is if somebody's having surgery mm-hmm. and then they're discharged, mm-hmm. you guys can come in and help with the recovery. Is this right? That is 100%. We do a lot of post-op care. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. And that's actually kind of where concierge nursing was founded for that area of nursing, uh, post-operative care. And a lot of the plastic surgeons use concierge nurses for their patients, you know, a lot of patients fly in for plastic surgery, and so they need hotel accommodations, which 
we have a partnership with a, a local hotel um, for our, our plastic surgery patients to recover. Our nurses go there and can stay with them 24 hours, 48 hours, 72, two weeks, whatever they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where concierge nursing was founded. Okay. And then we built on that. So from plastic surgeons, we went to other surgeons and then we kind of just branched off from there. Okay. So what did people do before y'all? Like they would just go home and fingers crossed and go to their post-op. Yeah. So basically your family becomes a forced caregiver. Mm. And, And we see that often. Especially, so we also do catastrophic case management. I'm sure you saw that. So what that is, is we've partnered with some injury lawyers and we take care of uh, some of their clients with brain and spinal cord injuries. And so you got to think we help these people who have been majorly injured, take care of their medicines, take care of their doctor's appointments, take care of their procedure scheduling and just fulfill the role of any of their nursing needs. And so um, I was making the connection and I forgot how. Where well, I would think that their world's been turned upside down on their that world type has of been stuff. turned upside down. But yes. yeah, what, what did they do before? Yeah, I mean, what did the they family do before us? Care? I just the, yeah, the, the family becomes okay. forced caregivers. And okay. so that's kind of where we come in. We can fulfill that role to where, you know, it, at the age we're at, I feel like we're starting to get into the age to where our parents are getting older. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to take care of, you know, in my situation, kids. Um, and so we're somewhere in that in between. And so it's, it's hard, you know, mm-hmm. of course I want the best care for my, um, parents, but you know, it's hard to be a working mom and take care of your parents. So we get a lot of those calls as well. People around our age whose parents are becoming older, um, chronically ill, need some help while their daughter or son's at work and we can send a nurse. Yeah. So, you know, when you kind of like think about that and, and I think that, well, we had uh, Kim Bowman on, and yes, she's talking about yes, Sweet Bella. And, and I use that as an example. You know, as Kim tells her story, and just like anybody, I'm sure you all have a ton of stories of, of um, you know, critical ill or a tragedy or something like that, like a stroke. I mean, yeah. when you haven't experienced it, and I'll be honest, I have not experienced something like that, your whole world is turned upside down. Exactly. And the reality is that, and this is one of the things that I asked Kim, like, I mean, you still have bills to pay. Yeah. You know, you still have bills to pay. You know, you can get some relief, but there's still bills to pay. And, and I'm going to say this and I feel like my mom and dad are going to be like, (laughs) but like, I'm not, I am an accountant, right? I am not equipped to go be a caregiver, right? I can do basic things. If the caregiver tells me what to do, but like, if there's an emergency, like, I mean, I don't even know how to take somebody's blood pressure. You know, I'm not going to give somebody shots. I don't know how to do all of that. And I think that families, your point, when Mm -hmm. you said that made a lot of sense, families become the caregiver. That's not really the best place for them. It's not. Well, and then it's funny that you said what you just said, because I had a lady call me last week and it was her. And I think she had two brothers and, you know, men just aren't historically the best caretakers when someone's sick, you know, they get anxious and just everything falls apart. And so, this lady was telling me, she was like, it's all falling back on my lap. And yeah. I just, I'm working all day. I need help taking care of my mom and my dad. And so we set up a little, you know, we're going to check their medicines every day to make sure they're, they're taking their medicines and all of that. And so that's kind of what we do. We customize our care. So I talk to every single client that calls. I still talk to them myself. Um, I love to see what their needs are and how we can lighten the load 
and what we can do to help them. Some people call just for medication management. Some call because they need transportation um, and assistance at their doctor's appointments because they may have just gotten a new cancer diagnosis and they don't know, like they go to their doctor and the doctors talk in a foreign language, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what does this mean? What does my prognosis look like? Where do I go from here? Right. Like we do I, help do I navigate. Come back and see you as a doctor or am I supposed to go am see I going this to other the surgeon that you just talked yes. about? Yeah. So we can help navigate all those details. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been so rewarding. You know, I have two full-time nurses and I have 10, uh, we call it PRN in the medical world, okay. but as needed nurses. We have some medical clients. I'm familiar with the Okay. PRN you know world. the PRN. Yeah. Um, so we have an unbelievable team. Yeah. And you've grown that team. It sounds like it was just started as just me. Um, So from the COVID testing, then uh, a family friend reached out and said, Hey, I have, you know, one of my friends whose mom lives in an assistant living facility here in town. She needs weekly blood draws, but she doesn't want to go to the lab because she's scared to get sick. This was like new COVID time. Mm -hmm. Um, She's scared to get sick, but she needs her labs drawn so we can see if she needs an infusion every week. I said, okay, no problem. Um, she said, can you go to her house or the assistant living facility and, and draw her blood? I said, well, yeah. So from there, it just, she became one of my chronic care patients. Then I took on a second one, a third. And then I was like, okay, I need a team. Brought on one nurse at a time. And here we are, a team of 12. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. It's it's wonderful. It's really interesting because my mom's a nurse and she's oh, really? done um, home health. She's done hospice. She does case management now. Yeah. And I feel like you're modernizing like what could be considered home health or something like that. That is exactly what we're doing. That is exactly what we're and doing. We're, and, I'd say giving it a better like a new twist, yeah, right? Feel, right. I kind of feel like home yeah. health it's might have personal. a negative connotation, you know, yes. like, and we call ourselves concierge nurses because we want to provide an exceptional level, level of service. Mm-hmm. And not that people who use home health or, um, you know, any of those hospice don't, yeah. there's wonderful nurses. Some of my best friends are hospice nurses and home health nurses. But, um, when you step outside of the insurance world, we're private pay only. Yeah. When you step outside of that world, we can truly provide care the way that we want to That's true. Yeah. without having to check certain boxes. Yep. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's a wonderful world to be in. It's honestly where a lot of healthcare is going. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. And I would think that, and that's one of those things like insurance is behind the scenes, right? So when you go to the doctor, you know, we don't really, I don't really understand what goes on, but I mean, it does not sound like something I would ever want to have to deal with. So I was going to ask that about if y'all were private pay. So we are private pay. We can, we do accept HSA, FSA cards. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, a lot of our clients would prefer private pay because it's, Usually less expensive than their deductible anyway. Yeah. So we hear that often. And not necessarily jumping through hoops or Mm -hmm. having, I would, you know, because I really do feel like even with my, when my grandmother was in assisted living um, and they brought in, I'm going to say home health, but I think I'm using the wrong words, but nurses and stuff. Well, I mean, it was like they had to be there for a certain time and da da da. And, you know, not to be mean, like my grandmother at one particular point really still was pretty independent Mm -hmm. so like but then she had somebody sitting with her for 24 hours a day yeah no knock against it like that's just what they had to do you know it was a certain requirement um but always think about you know that it just kind of pulled some of her independence away now there did get to a point where where she needed that she needed that whether she wanted absolutely (laughs) by herself till she was you know 89 you know without my grandfather for about 30 years but um I'll tell a quick story about my grandmother that cracks me up. Digressing. Yes. So she wasn't going to drive her car. Okay. Like we took, took her keys away, but she just wanted her car in the parking lot. Uh-uh. The assisted living. And I was like, Mimi, where are you going to go? And she's like, I don't know. I just want it here. And I'm like, 
okay, Mom, I gotta deal with she that. She just wanted to be able to say she, she had wanted to. Daughter. She wanted to look at her car through the window. Is that? They're just adorable. Oh my gosh, I love that. So, that's so sweet. Okay, so that's the the what I call like not traditional nursing, but taking care after yeah. uh, procedures or chronically ill. But it's, y'all also offer some. I must say health and wellness. That's not yeah. the right word. But like, I kind of wanted to be like, Blasia, how can I feel better? Because I am yeah. old and um, I feel like I need all the help. I feel you, sister. <laughs> I feel you. Um, yeah. So a couple other things that we do on the, on the other side, we do do IV antibiotics. So say a patient gets discharged from the hospital, they, they still have to come home and c- continue their course, but don't necessarily need to stay inpatient. We can take care of all of the IV antibiotics at home. We do IVIG. So that's for some immuno- immunocompromised people. Mm. Um, it's an IV infusion every three to four weeks, primarily. Um, we do that at home. We do wound care. Um, you, you name it. We do it. We can manage any type of condition. So that's on the sickness side. Mm -hmm. Um, One of our main goals is to be proactive rather than reactive. Mm -hmm. And so I really am into the health and wellness side. I like to do everything as we age um, that we can do to stay feeling good and, you know, all of that. So that leads me into IV hydration. And so that's one of the things that we do. It's traditional IV fluids, just like you'd get if you went into the emergency room. We have six or seven different drips, um, and we, we named them after famous cities. They're super cute. We call them DC drip trips. And um, <laughs> we have six different drips that you can get based on what you need. We have an under-the-weather drip. We have an athletic performance, which some of the high school football teams are rallying around next. There's a lot of passing out on the field going on right now with this heat. Oh, my goodness. So, IV hydration has literally changed my life. Like, and, and I drink a ton of water a day, um, but it's still not enough. No. And so vitamin therapy, each drip has, well, I do have just IV fluids, but if you want vitamins, um, we do vitamin therapy too. Each of the drips have different vitamins and concoctions. And you do all of this and like go to somebody's house. Yeah, we're all mobile. So we come to you. So you a know, lot of. I am have an idea for you, Blaise. Go, but go I ahead. love it. A lot of top, top executives in Baton Rouge, who can't leave their office, they'll be sitting at their desk typing, and my nurse is there, and they're getting a drip 30, 45 minutes. They get their drip weekly. What are you, what oh, are you yeah. laughing at? Because I know me. you're, you're going to be like, sign me up. Sign you up. That's I right. always ask the nail people. I'm like, can you just can you come to, to me? This okay, is not so relaxing. This is because I can't do my own nails. Look at mine right now, okay? It's because I'm... I'm terrible at anything that requires maintenance. Okay. Like I'm, you see my roots. I I can barely even get my hair done. Okay. I'm just not good at that. So yes, we get food delivered now. We get groceries delivered now. Why not bring nursing into the home? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm jumping on outsourcing everything that I possibly can. So let me ask you this. Do you guys ever do anything where you, and I don't know if this would even be profitable, but like, you know, let's just say after best dress ball yeah. the next day. How busy are y'all after something like okay, that? Okay, so when I initially opened my, my IV hydration, or when I had the idea, so that came on way later. That came on, we've been right at a year doing IV hydration. Okay. Okay. My initial thought was Saturday and Sunday mornings, we were going to get so many calls, a, a bunch of hungover people. Mm-hmm. Really, that never happens. I think we've maybe done five drips in a year for like severely hungover people. Oh. I know. I know. I now football season, football season yeah. may be different I'll this year. Say, I don't know if that means that just we in Baton Rouge drink a lot, so it takes a lot right. for us to get hungover. Right. Well, I was just thinking the day after our Christmas party. I, I knew exactly. What you you were knew thinking. where I was going with that. Okay, our Christmas so, party is bananas. That is amazing. Let me tell you what one of the uh, 
a law firm here in town with someone we went to school with. I can't say any names, but they're they so wonderful. Um, they are the smartest team in town. What they did was prior to the St. Patrick's Day parade in Baton Rouge, they got they prehydrated. So that's even smarter than post-hydration. Pre- you prehydrate. That's what Scott says, one of my partners. Yes, and that's that. what I'm trying to get these uh, football teams to do for these high school athletes. They need it. Um, prehydrate. So before the St. Patrick's Day parade, they knew they were going to have some fun. And so they prehydrated their whole team. All the, the attorneys prehydrated. So that's where it's at. We prehydrate. We our wellness program. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. So a lot of, we have some clients that are doing that. It's very smart. Yeah. And I'm a big, I like, so I attempt to drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. but like on a day like today, I'm, right. I'm, I might have had 10 ounces. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is not, yeah. this is not necessary. I'm like looking for my, I know, me and Lady, and I, <laughs> I bought, I bought 25 different Stanley cups oh, to yeah. try to like make me drink more water and mm-hmm. I'm still all over the place. Okay. So the IV hydration. Yeah. And we do weekly B12 shots as well. I saw that yes. and I, um, I also was getting B12 shots from, um, Paige, but she's, yes. Gone. She's gone. She's gone. <laughs> I I found that when I did B12 shots regularly, mm-hmm. I could definitely tell a difference with oh, that. Tremendous. It, it Again, I really feel like I want to share all these things because I know what it did for me. You know, two years ago, I was this tired, rundown mom who was burning the can- candle at both ends, trying to build a business and be a mom of three kids, a wife daughter, all the things. Um, and I feel like I really had to dig deep and start with wellness from the inside out and IV hydration, B12, a lot of God. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of God, a good morning routine, exercise, like all of those things really had to come into play. I really firmly believe one, that everyone is walking around chronically dehydrated. And also I'm just going to say this Magnesium deficient. Yeah. I'm a big fan of magnesium. Absolutely. The only thing that I've been able to take that has gotten me to sleep. I've had like middle of the night insomnia for years. We're getting there. If you have other suggestions, though. Yes, we need to talk about that because, you know, oral supplements are only absorbed at like 46% rate. So I get weekly magnesium in my drip. You know, it helps with anxiety. Like there are so many benefits to magnesium. Like, I'm going to walk in next week and you're going to be in <laughs> She won't be the only one. <laughs> I mean, lady, why not? Yeah. You know? So my is, favorite drip is called the Paris drip. And it, it's like, it has everything. It's basically what you would get if you went to the ER and get a banana bag. So it's a modified Myers cocktail. Okay. And it has vitamin C, magnesium, B complex, B12. I mean, you name it. And you get a thousand milliliters of fluid. So it's do incredible. you do that like once a week? What's the protocol so, for that? Yes. Yeah, so you start out doing it once a week. Okay. Um, and you, we kind of base it on how you feel. I did it once a week for three months and then I back down to every other week. Now I get it once a month. And oh, I just maintain. Okay. Now, if I'm feeling run down, feel like I'm starting to get sick or something like that, I'll get an extra drip. But now I'm like once a month. Um, we do have a subscription package for that, and a lot of people get it twice a month. So it's every other week. Okay. Yeah. And, and my, I was going to say, I do feel like a lot of people are – you. this is the thing. I feel like we as human beings get used to feeling a certain way, but that way that we're feeling is not our best. Correct. I, I feel like you get very used to it, and – to, sometimes to make some of these changes t- takes a lot of work. Yeah. And to Lainey's point, if I have them come do an IV in my office, it's yeah. because I actually told somebody um, a couple of weeks ago that wanted me to be on a board. CBAs love. They love. We get asked to be on boards. So Absolutely. I, like, I can imagine. I was like, <laughs> here's the reality. 
time is not my friend right now. And I don't see time being my friend. I think time is going to be my most valuable, but yet my most limited resource for the next 10 years. And that's just where so I just read. I mean, I've got this podcast. Yeah. I'm trying to be a keynote Which speaker, Blasia. You know, I okay. love that. Totally. And I just, I mean, come on. I was shy in grade school. I, I love this. Like, Missy has come out. out. I love it. <laughs> I tell them all the time. I'm like, y'all would not. Like, the, the Melissa. I couldn't Miss, imagine. They cannot that. imagine me being shy. I'm like, I literally didn't talk to any. I had a couple of friends, you know. But I was I was quiet. Um, I'm not sure. I love happened. that because, you know, my, my daughter's friends say that. Like, she's so quiet at school. She has to talk. And I'm like. I'm sorry, who? She's, she's shy and quiet, you know, but yeah, it's see, like. My, my parents didn't. They're correct. Like, they're yeah. like, uh, no, you were literally always bossy. Yes, I'm yes. like, me? <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, first of all, just the I bossy boss. comment. I am yeah. the oldest child in my immediate Same. family and the oldest grandchild on my mom's side. Yeah. I mean, what more could people expect from exactly. me? Okay. Exactly. It's unrealistic to think you're going to get anything else. I love it. So let me ask you. So you said as kind of the bridge, you were doing some health and fitness or. Yes. Yes. Are y'all, do you still do that? So I do. Um, because I remember seeing a post of yours on Facebook and I yeah. almost reached out to you and I was like, Blaze is going to be like, this is so weird. No, not because at all. it was this cute post and you were like, and I don't know if your attention was cute, but it was yeah. very well laid out. So props to you because I remember when oh, you were doing you. that and I feel like. You, I don't know if you were comfortable doing all those posts, but you sure looked comfortable doing them. And yeah, like, it was a lot. It was it was very uncomfortable for a it, while, it, but you know that's where growth happens. Yes, outside of your comfort zone. Yes. So you did a great job. But there was this one, and you were like, "I drink wine and eat chocolate." And I want to be like, "I wouldn't do that." <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what I was going to ask Let's, you. Yes. Can we can we, can we talk about how we make that work? Because yes. I'm always joked, and we've had some health coaches on here before, and. uh I like to exercise. That's that's yeah. my me time, and I'm already like wound up. So yeah. like, if I didn't exercise, it'd be really bad. But the the diet, I like I like um, I like eating well, but sometimes yes. it can be overwhelming. Absolutely, yes. So do that's I do health and wellness coaching now? So what I have brought into the business, uh, I don't do what I was doing full time, but now I have a functional nutritionist. Okay through Decision Critical, and she is absolutely wonderful. So what she does is she sits down and she does this um, nutritional assessment on you and talks about all of your body systems, how you're feeling, what your struggles are, and what your goals are. Um, and she looks at some different things going on in your body and kind of makes some re- recommendations from a nutrition standpoint, vitamin supplement and supplementation. Um, and yeah, she's does she, incredible. If, does she do blood work? She does not do blood work. But no. can you do that? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we can do blood work. Um, in fact, I just went had had all of my dunks. I'm like, okay, I'm, I just made 41. My hormones are changing. You just what made 41? 41. Oh, I didn't realize you were older than me. Before. Yeah. August 21st, last, what was it, like two Sundays ago? <laughs> oh, happy birthday. Oh, thank you, <laughs> y'all. It was like when I turned 40, I'm like, what happened? Oh, I oh. shit went downhill fast. Oh, my gosh. It's like... This is growing up, adulting at its finest. I thought, somebody told me that 40s were supposed to be your best years, and I'm like, where is that year? I'm waiting, because I get done with my workout in the morning, and you know, I don't know if, well, you may not know, but I'm I'm an early bird, like 5 a.m. every morning, that's when I get my stuff done, because yeah. I'm a big um, proponent of, or if you say you don't have enough time in the day, yeah, wake up an hour earlier, yes, like, and so I start at 5 a.m., and I hit the ground running. Well, this morning I'm working out and I'm li- literally walking home from a workout and like my knee hurts, my elbow hurts, my back hurts. Like 
this is growing. Oh, I was doing jumping jacks the other day, and I'm like, what is this pinch in my yep. knee? Like, it's just, this is just a jumping jack. In fact, yeah. it was the day I went to go see uh, Mallory at Kinetic. And she's like, yeah. is anything else going on? I'm like, my knee hurts. And she's like, well, let's look at it. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything, everything is fine. It's fine. I, t- I say that all the time <laughs> as I'm trying to do homework. My phone's ringing. Yeah, everything's fine. A wing and a prayer, sister. That's how I make it every day. And a lot of Jesus. I do feel like women in business, we yeah. just have to take it one day at a time. Yeah. Because I feel like if you look past one day, you will not be okay. You will not. You'll be okay if you do it in a day. I cannot merge my personal calendar with my work calendar. It is too much for one human. <laughs> Let me just tell you this. And I don't, I don't even have kids. Okay. As I've said millions of times. Um, I, you know, you shipped, came up groceries delivered, yep. and this is my planner for the podcast. I love it. Yeah. Because I was dropping the ball, or, like, I would tell Lainey something, and then I wouldn't, like, I would you do, like, that thought. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they're like, wait, that didn't happen. Right. Probably because I didn't communicate it very effectively. It. But, speaking of your personal calendar, I mean, you have three kids. Three. And so you got a 13-year-old? Yeah. So my daughter is 13. Okay. I have a son who's 12. Okay. And then I have another son who's nine. Okay. They play every sport. They, it, it, like, busy is an understatement. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, do you not like that one anymore? Should we quit? <laughs> I could stop to narrow down what we want to do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's busy. Yeah. That sounds so blessed, so thankful. It's wonderful, but yeah, it, it's real. I do feel like, and I'm seeing this with my friends and even my little, my nephews, you know, that it's just a different, and again, this is an outsider looking in. It's just a different type of busy. So, like, now your kids are a little bit more self-sufficient. Like, they don't, they yes. can talk to you, right? Yes. But that also means that they've become more social and we want to do all of these things. And so, I do feel like there's a, as a parent, I would think, you know, from, like, 7 to 16, it's yeah. just, like, crazy nonstop. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny how that, how that goes. I do say all the time, I'm like... Technically, I'm in the glory days, like no diapers, no drivers. Yeah. So, like, I love this age, but it is so busy. I literally am a chauffeur. I'm putting so many miles in my car every day. Like, we have three sports this afternoon. I'll be running. You know, my husband and I divide and conquer. And usually we have to call in a grandparent because nobody tells you that when you have the third kid. Right, you're outnumbered. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't possibly be in three places at no. one time. You could be in two so, uh, yeah, call my dad all the time. Like, dad, you know, can you meet me here? Pick up this one, bring them here. What, you know, so thankful for a village. Thankful for grandparents. Yes. yes. And so that's, and, and that's where asking for help. You have to. Because you, because if not, you might forget a kid somewhere. Yeah, I always show the people, I'm like, I'd be a terrible parent. I would have, like, the logistics of doing that. Why are you laughing at Ladies really just piped up here, Blasia. She used to be so quiet. Um, I just know you well. Oh, that I I'd probably show up at the office and be like, shit. Like, my kid's in the backseat still. <laughs> Whitney knows me. I'm not, I, I don't it. pretend to be like, I mean, I'm a hot mess express on a deal. We all are. I just act, and anybody I just, who, who pretends like they're not, is not lying. real. They're lying. They're lying. Sorry, I slammed the water on the table. I got excited. Okay. <laughs> so, um, okay, so let's, before I forget, because yeah. I, you know, I don't want to do the podcast faux pas. I'm not saying where do you guys, where people can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, Instagram, you've got a big presence on there. Yeah, so I love Instagram, honestly. I just think it's so wonderful. It kind of cuts to the chase. The picture captures the eye, and then you read um, the post copy, and you're like, okay, this is what the details are about. So Instagram, so we are Decision Critical BR on all social media channels. Um, We have a beautiful website that I love so much, also DecisionCriticalBR.com. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, so that, that's probably the best place for people to just do a search. They can email you, maybe DM, uh, DM the company. Yes. So we have a lot of information on our website. We share a lot of information on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I'm new to the TikTok world. I'm trying. Lainey keeps saying when you do that, TikTok. Oh my gosh. Like, come on. The, I tell you what, the hours that social media takes, like, I just don't have it in me. I do my best and I show up however I am on my stories because that's all I got. Like, I can't, you know, it's just, it's a lot. I wish that you could have, you, we could have recorded me and Lainey's conversations on social media and my emails to you. I'm like, wait a second. So, okay, first <laughs> so when all, I came into your office, we had to put it on the TV and uh-huh. like, Try to make okay. sense of all the statistics. Yeah. So there's all these statistics, and then I'm like, okay. And I feel like I'm a fairly intelligent yes, person. Yes, absolutely you, know? you are. But it's like Instagram, you can do this, but Facebook, you yeah. can share. And Instagram, you can only share if somebody yeah. tags you. And it's like all the – and I'm like, oh, my God. And then LinkedIn, you know, we're trying to also do LinkedIn. So I do love LinkedIn as well. Um, I, I get on there often to check it out, but I think there's a lot of good business-focused stuff on there. So there I is. really like LinkedIn. But, yeah, I'd say Instagram is my biggest – platform that I use both personal and for my business brand. Um, I love it. You know, they have the link in bio and you can, from there you can click, you can get on any of our subscription packages, our website, schedule a discovery call. That's really the best bet. If people want to reach us, schedule a discovery call because I I truly love to talk to people and I love to hear their needs and how we can help. Yeah. And I think Instagram for businesses makes it really comfortable. Like, I yeah. find Instagram very appealing to me. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I just like... Oh, I feel I can, like you can form connections. You can. You can form Facebook, connections. Facebook, you kind of can. But Facebook sometimes reaches more people. And I'm yes. like, I know. I mean, come on. You got to be on all of them. Jeez. That's the problem today. Like, you literally have to be on all of it so much. Yeah, look, so see, this is part of my checklist. Instagram, Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn, and I put TikTok on there, Lainey. Look yeah. You. Yeah, I know. We haven't done anything on TikTok, have we? Uh, Did we create a TikTok? No. I have a new one. I think I just made my account a couple weeks ago. I'm trying. I only just now made a personal account. I had the, like, user 5678 for forever, yeah. but I oh. finally made it my name. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank God I have Lainey because I don't. I don't know anything. I'm looking this. for a Laney. I need a Laney. Laney needs a Laney. This could be a job advertisement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying we did make a post about an office manager. We need to fulfill that role. <laughs> Is that full time or part time? Yeah, so I'm really flexible. Um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do when I started my business, I wanted to build a brand that really valued nurses and what they bring to this world. Um, and so I, I empower my nurses to be a nurse the way that they want to be a nurse. Um, they make their own schedules. I, I, they're all moms. And so I want them to be in carpool in the morning. I want them to be in carpool in the evening if, if that's what they wish to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, I'm flexible with the job. I really am in the office nine to two uh, every day. I work my butt off from, from nine to two intense, and yes. I'm about as efficient as they come. And that doesn't mean that my phone doesn't ring all evening or I don't, you know, jump on and do something even. I work a lot, obviously. Um, but really I'm flexible with this position. Honestly, I want somebody in the office with me nine to two, but outside of that, they can work 40 hours if they want. They can work. She's looking for her who. Have you heard of that book? Who, not how? No, but I need my who. You need a who. I yeah. need a who. Well, my right hand woman. I need her. Yeah. Yes, everybody needs somebody that can keep up. I need like 10 right hand women because yeah. Lainey's going to quit at some She's going to be like, I'm not. Don't quit. I say this all the time on the podcast, you know, mainly because I'm putting it out there, Lainey, you know, so like no pressure or anything. <laughs> right, right. Um, okay, so I guess a couple of, see, Kate, 
miss you, Kate. Kate, yes. Kate is great. I, I have to meet Kate. Kate is great with the question. Way better than I am with the questions. So okay. she listens at first, and then she like follows up with these like really good questions. So and you're I'm like, gonna just the talking part and the initializing. I'm just here part. to provide entertainment. I love it. Oh, and you're great at that. Oh, thanks, lady. So good. Oh, so good. This is affirmation for me. Like, we can always jump back on, and Kate can ask questions later, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so Kate probably. I will. I'm gonna actually shout out to Kate because. Mm-hmm. She's been killing on social media for me. Oh yeah, you know? oh yeah, it looks great. Yeah, I was, and I'm just like, I'm just like sharing like, Kate's yeah, that's posts. perfect. Like, I'll be honest, on my days off, I don't really no, look at Louisiana ladies' social by media. The way, I'm and so yesterday, that. it was popping off. I was like getting a million it. notifications about the stories. I was like, Kate's doing it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm big on boundaries. Yeah. Um. You know, that's what I want my keynote presentation to be on, yes. setting boundaries, specifically in the workplace. Yes. I find the personal boundaries really working. <laughs> yeah. Go see a therapist for, for that. You know, it's working <laughs> work in progress, right? Consult. Like, don't consult you about that. Oh, that's what I'm going to say when I give you my keynote presentation yeah. in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be like, this is strictly about business. business. Do not consult with me on boundaries exactly. on like your spouse or any of that right. nonsense. Okay. Right. So let's kind of talk a little bit more. So you've got your uh, shout out to your husband. I'm assuming oh, he's, my gosh. he's been he, super supportive. Oh, he's amazing. Like, literally, y'all. I've, so I am not. You're the numbers woman. I am not. Um, and so I literally run stuff by him every day. I'm like, okay, I need to do this. What, you know, he listens. I know for the past two years, poor thing. I feel like all I've talked about is my business. Cause it's just been so passion. Yeah. It's and it's been so much trying to get this off the ground. And I feel like we somewhat finally made it, you know? And, but yes, he's wonderful. He's been so supportive. He's picked up, um, the slack with the kids and just always so helpful. And Anything and I feel like I've said this before. I just feel like that is paramount in females or anyone, not yeah. just females, but sure. your partner, even the roles being su- yeah, yeah, your partner being supportive. Patrick has always been supportive of me. Oh, I probably that. don't give him enough credit on the podcast, but he really is. You. He yeah. like, and I, I love men that also want to see women succeed. Attitude and lift and lift them up. Right. Yeah. Our managing partner told me that he met someone. Who is a CPA firm? I think they're in Lafayette, and they have only one female partner similar yeah. to us. And, and Tommy was like, "Well, does she like run the show like our female right. partner?" Right? And the guy was like, "Yeah, basically, yeah. she runs the show." You know, but that's support, you know. And I think that women advocating for other women is important, but it also is awesome when you have men advocating for you as Absolutely. well. My predecessor was a huge advocate. I would not be here today if it wasn't for him. So oh, that's um, wonderful. Okay, so let's see. A fun fact about Blaisha, she is introvertly extroverted. Yeah. Believe it or not, I, you know. So, like, are you a true introvert who can be an extrovert, or are you a true extrovert that likes to be introverted? Oh, gosh. That, that's deep. I don't know. Because well, I'm like that, but now I don't know. Where do you get your so, energy from, Blaisha? So, every time I tell somebody that I'm really an introvert, they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, you don't think I am, but I really am. Like, I get uncomfortable at like birthday parties and like small talk like I'm just not good at that like it makes me like crumble. but you have to do it but it have to and I, I really over the past two years have stepped out of my comfort zone big time especially on social media um yeah so that's me yeah I mean, I, I'm like as homebody as they come but I love a good party you know yes I, I love a good party party right. but I'm also become the older I get the more I like being at my house I just need some downtime yeah like I need my brain to shut off yeah so um okay I also hate to shop I hate to shop but I want to have a new outfit for every event <laughs> so, so so my new best friend Lisa from kinetic yes. physical therapy 
told me about Reagan Roberts, I think her name I is. I saw her follow us. Uh-huh. She's a personal shopper. Yes. Yeah, so I met her last week, actually. I was shopping at Chic, you know, my girl Kelly, oh, who yeah. I know was on the podcast. Yes. Uh, Kelly's one of my good friends. Love her so much. She's an incredible person. But, um, yes. Yeah, so I'm the person that texts Kelly and Kelly or calls. And I'm like, hey, I have like two minutes before I have to get to, um, carpool. Can you just pull me some stuff, put it in the dressing room? And I'm literally flying in hot, going to throw it in my body and see how it looks and, and run. And so they do. So very thankful for. Yeah. I get, I mean, chic. my sister and I went to, is it, that, is it Athleta or Athleta? I think it's Athleta. Okay. That's what do you think? I thought it was the athleta. I, I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna say, I, maybe I, I thought it was athleta. Okay, so we walked in there yesterday. I mean, this is just workout clothes. Yeah. This should not be an overwhelming process. I'm overwhelmed within five it's minutes. It's too much. I'm, I'm like, just tell me which leggings I need that's going to have the best coverage. And that's like, going to look good on me. Correct. And that's the other thing that I can't quite figure out, even though, you know, I've kind of had the same body type for a long time. I'm like, I don't know what, I feel like I buy all the wrong things. Yeah. So... We, I can relate with that. Yeah. I, I just want somebody to tell me what's going to look good yeah. and send it to me and, you know, exactly. all these things. Okay. So favorite vacation is snow skiing. Okay. Oh my goodness. So uh, if you follow social media, you saw about our disastrous, uh, disastrous ski trip. So we went in February, had been looking forward to it for a year, went to Sundance, absolutely beautiful. This little quaint boutique uh, resort. We went with my sister and some friends. Um, well, my husband thought he was like professional in our first two hours of our vacation oh is coming down the mountain and falls on his shoulder and literally snaps his collarbone in half. Oh God. Oh my God. Correct. It was, it was pretty tragic. Um, so long story short, we had to fly him home for surgery while the kids and I finished out our vacation because you know, he's a man. And if we were leaving, cause I was like, Oh, our vacation's done. We're all leaving. This is the first two hours of our vacation. First day. Um, he's like, well, no, I'm going to stay here in all this pain and not go home and have surgery if y'all are going to leave too. So I'm like, okay, so you expect me to stay here with the kids, have fun and send you home for surgery? Yeah, no. Anyway, it ended up working out. He had surgery and we flew home that night. So when he got out of recovery, um, we were home, but yeah. So that vacation got cut short? We stayed, so it took two days. Well, oh, for him to have on the first day. Surgery. Yes, he stayed for two days. By the Wednesday, he was in so much pain. Oh, God, that sounds um, horrific. Yes, he was going to try to, you know, rough through it, rough it out, but he couldn't. Um, ended up having to fly him home on Friday, and he had, he had surgery that evening. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it was rough. But that was our favorite vacation. My kids loved it, watching them snowboard. Had they done cool. that before? Never. Okay. Never. I'm never actually I was terrible. Me. I couldn't even go up the bunny slope. Like the magic, they call it the magic carpet. I'm going to have to send you the video of me going up the magic carpet. I fell on the kitty magic carpet. It was hilarious. I'm, I'm terrible. I, I've never done, I've never done that. Have you ever done it's that? the hardest thing ever. Yeah. The kids make it look so easy. Yeah. I, it's, it's okay. Not. My, my son was like, Snowboarding down uh, double blacks or whatever they're called, double oh, black diamonds. See, I'm kind like, of a, couldn't even see them. I'm kind of like down. scared again. Oh, you. Yeah. We have horrible knees in my family. Like oh, yeah. my brother and my dad have both like dislocated them and stuff. And mm. I, I have bad knees from dance. Skiing, and I'm terrified that like we're if we went like knees would be popping out. Yep, yep. It's a knee popper. I mean, <laughs> I'm not I gonna go. lie. <laughs> yeah. God. I would go. I would go and ski, but I'd want to like sit by the fireplace and drink red wine. Opera ski. That I have this sweatshirt that says opera ski. That is so brave. I always say we're like we're not going this year, but we're gonna go back next year just for the kids. But we're gonna opera ski. Yeah, I mean, I'm too. I'm <laughs> we want the cute outfits, yeah. the wine, and the fire. Yeah, Please, right. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> getting like getting all dressed and trying to ski. That's just nice. 
so hard. Not my just to get on the damn boots. I mean, my goodness, you need like work. you need a concierge to get the boots on. It's work. That's work. Um, so we actually we've enjoyed going to the mountains in the summertime. I've heard that's incredible. So for the past three years, we've gone around August and we didn't, we went to Hawaii in June. So we didn't go in August and literally by August Hawaii. 25th, I, I thought, to Hawaii too. Oh, by August 25th, like you know, a couple weeks ago, I was like, we need to go to the mountains, but yeah. I can't deal with this freaking heat anymore. Um, yeah. It really is nice. And so you can do it at your own pace, right? They've got like yes. hard trails, you know, that are kind of some of the slopes, but we don't, me and Patrick are more like moderate, easy to moderate. Yep. By the way, fun fact, this will be my, my advice to you. If you ever do that and you go to the concierge at a resort yeah. and they say it's moderate, okay, they live in the mountains. Correct. That means extra hard. Yes. Okay. You yes. mean easy, easies are moderate, yes. you know, because I mean, the reality is like, I mean, you exercise, I exercise. I ain't walking up mountains every no, day. No, no. It's a completely different. I mean, that is that to me is Good a completely know. different workout. So absolutely, we learned that the hard way by the moderate trail that was six miles long, and it took us. No, sorry, it was only four miles, but it took us six hours yeah. because you had to. You know, wow. Oh my god. Patrick was like, "We're." I mean, it was six miles. He was like, "We're never gonna get there." Yeah, never, never. I was like, I know. there is no light at the end There's of the tunnel. Babe, no <laughs> we're stuck out here forever. And then like you, you, you lose cell service sometimes, and you're like. Oh, Okay, hope so we don't, scared. Hope we don't, uh, you know, sprain an ankle or anything. Yeah. Okay, so I love your favorite food is a good fillet, veggies, and sweet potatoes. Oh yes, I'm a sucker for a good steak. But I mean, let's be honest, I love a cheeseburger and pizza. Yeah, I love pizza. I <laughs> oh love my pizza. gosh, it's like everything. I love pizza. I love, probably love Mexican food. It's all about balance. You know, I, I posted something on my stories this weekend. I think I had donuts for breakfast, but then I was eating grilled chicken breast for lunch. I mean, yeah. It is. It's yeah. balance. It's all about balance. And that's some days you're more balanced than others. <laughs> some days I'm not balanced at all. You just never know. <laughs> some days I have 10 ounces of water. Some days I have 100. Exactly. You know, and some days I have IV hydration because I didn't get to drink any water. Yeah. You just never know. <laughs> all right. Well, Blasia, well, Blaney, do you have any questions for Blasia? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Blaney's like, don't put me on this I'm not the question, girl. That's all right. Blaney's not the question. Blaney pipes in every once in a while. When I she love that. Good about. conversation. Congratulations on the success of uh, Decision Critical and just Thank the, you. you know, how far you've come. And really, like, I know you said, you know, kind of the idea was around 2014. Yeah. But you know, taking that leap of faith and, and doing what needed to be done. And you've come, I would say, really far in a very short amount of time. Thank you. I, you know, it's to build a team of 12 people. It's hard when you're in it to see how what far you've come. But I try to, you know, I'm, I'm a big morning ritual person. You know, I do my personal development. I, I read, I journal, all of those things. I pray a lot. I talk to God all day long. Um, but I try to constantly be thankful for how car, how far I've come um, and always remember that, you know, I prayed to be where I'm at because as you're growing and you meet certain milestones, yeah. you want to get further, yeah, you course. know? And so every week I look at, you know, different things and I'm like, oh, but I want to be here. And so I, I want to reach more people. I literally know? always joke with people that no matter how much of my, in my life, I think I could coast and by, there's nothing wrong with coasting, by the way. My personality does not lend itself to that, which kind of drives me insane because it's exhausting. I dream of being a coaster. I mean, it's exhausting. <laughs> I'm wound so tight. I tell people all the time. I'm like, look, I exhaust you, but like, I really exhaust myself. Like, I get I, it. Yeah. I'm exhausting. Yeah. You know? My poor husband. Thank you, Patrick. I know. Thank you, Brant. Like, 
I've got, they call, we call him a sweet little lamb. Like, he's so wonderful. It's the balance. It's Again, the balance. it's balance. It's the balance. You can't have two of us. You cannot. There's not enough room right that here would, in our house. That would, that would, <laughs> that would not work. You think your daughters like you? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think my middle child, I think Paxson is okay. a lot like me. Okay. Um, but we'll see. My yeah. youngest is just like Brand. Really? Yes. I, I personally, it is so fascinating to me when people start to have kids and you're like, okay, I don't know where that one came from, but yeah. that one is definitely the yes. mom and that one is definitely Isn't that crazy? Oh, I see crazy. a lot of, Annalise, my oldest, my daughter has a lot of both of us. I feel like she got the best of both worlds. Oh, yeah. I know. Good for her. Good so. for her. Well. But one thing I really just wanted to say before we end, though, is I just want to tell women and and men for that matter. But literally, if you have something on your heart, you know, it's there for a reason and you're not too old. It's not too late. Like, go for your dreams. You know, I talk often Mm -hmm. on social media about, you know, life by design. And I truly think that every single person should be able to create the life of their dreams. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't come for free. You have to work your butt off. Mm-hmm. I mean, people ask me all the time if I would do all this over again. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. But I think I would. I, love, I would love to think I would. But go for your dreams. Build build your, the life that you want. And work hard, you know, and just take the next step. Yeah. And sometimes it's a leap of faith. And you Absolutely. don't know. And the, the we've talked about this on the podcast before. Part of it is just that fear. It's the fear of the yeah. unknown. It's it is. when you said if people would do you would do it again. I was telling somebody my story and how I got here after teaching. I thought, how the shit did I go back to college for two and a half years? I would not do that right now. So after you taught. Yeah, I had to go back to school. You, and no business courses to my name. No way. Yeah. Wow. And don't know. But I love that you taught at my high school. I did. I mean, that's super cool. Loved it. I still am, I'm still pretty connected to SJA. It was a great experience that for me. That is wonderful. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, I went back to college at 28 with like literally my wow. students. Because wow. I taught seniors, and so they were at LSU, and then I was at LSU, and then they thought I knew everything about accounting, and I was like, no, no, no. No, no, no. no. I'm learning, too. <laughs> no, no, no. I do not know everything about it. But it's sometimes I think back on it, and I think this is where, I'm just going to say women in general, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. We don't. Like, I'll tell my people that, and they're the like, time. you went back to school, or like, you yeah. quit your job for this idea that you had, yeah. and now you're where you are. Like, yeah. we just don't... We kind of do what needs to be done, right? So I knew what needed to be done. But when I tell people that story, they're like, okay, wait, so you taught high school and now you're an owner in a CPA firm. I'm like, yeah, no, I, don't, I still don't really know how that works out. incredible. But, you know, we, we're just... You took the next step, just, whatever it is. And, and I tell people going. all the time, just like when you said in 2018, you closed your eyes and you're like, eh, jump. I'm scared shitless. <laughs> yeah. I know what I wanted to do. Do it know? scared. Do it scared. Do it scared. What's going to yeah. make it go around? So thank exactly. you so much, Blasia. So thank you all for having me. I love again. talking. And yeah, so thank you. All right, guys. Hope you all have a good week. Bye.